Hello, everybody. It is January 23rd. We are in Provo, Utah. Welcome to BNT Talk Sports. I'm your host, Tyler, for T. And I'm with my co-host, Ben. B, what's up, man? Not much. Just coming off a week of sort of a boring playoff game for the most part. But, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. It's, it's been a minute. It's been a hot minute. Uh, yeah. Me and Ben's schedules have not quite aligned quite yet. No. And so we've been trying to find times where we can squeeze in uh, our analysis and our podcast. So um, I think we can promise that it will be more consistent than what it has been over these past few weeks. So yeah. we thank our listeners, which, by the way, you know what our number one country is besides the U.S.? Well, if you had to guess, Philippines. Close. They're actually third. So it's U.S. is one, Philippines is three, Brazil is two. But Belgium has been there with us since the beginning. Since day ones. They are day ones. Belgium. They they are some patient listeners over there. They're out there in Brussels, they're they are our second most downloaded and listened to area. So we love to see it. Let's uh let's learn some Dutch for my uh I, I said I said something in Dutch earlier in our podcasting life, but I uh here how to say thank you in Dutch. Easy. Uh be bedankt. Beddonked. Beddonks, Belgium. Beddonked. Anyway, moving on. Uh, stuff right there. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Also, I we have to make um, – I, I do need to say this on air. Um, I believe it was last episode. Uh, we made a very uh, – we as in me, I believe, and you might have agreed with it, slash, or the other way around. I'm not sure, but something along the lines of, quote, L.A., or Los Angeles does not care about sports. Yeah. Um, Revised to Los Angeles doesn't care about football. Correct, correct. And, and there's and there's other aspects of Los Angeles that and sports that doesn't quite um, that isn't what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Slash, it's very much more Hollywood. Obviously, makes sense. You're in L.A. and people sports is it sports is not the biggest. thing. Thing there because there's so much going on. There, there's and that's like a compliment. It is, you know. um, But our good buddy Alex, who's on the pod, he's a a Spokane native and our Los Angeles sports expert. um, He 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 quickly reached out to me after the episode dropped, and um, we had a very civil discussion where he disagreed with what we said, made some points, and I just want to apologize not only on behalf of him but on behalf of the city. Or not, not sorry, behalf, our behalf to not only him, but to the city of Los Angeles yeah. as well. They care about the Lakers and Dodgers. They care about the Lakers and Dodgers. Rams and USC, kind of. Rams and USC, kind it's, of. It's college sports and NFL. They're not. UCLA, they're just in comparison, they're not really into it. Even Clippers and Angels. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bash on them for not liking their second teams. Also, who cares? Yeah. This, this is why would I, anyone support? There's no reason. To. Shout out my father. Yes. <laughs> Shout out my dad. I think but, he would acknowledge that there's no reason to support them. 
But to be to your point, my dad's favorite team is the Angels, and he'll be the first to tell you that. And his second is the Dodgers. So yeah. um, I think my only counterpoint is I feel like there's a decent amount of people that not only like the Yanke- the Yankees but like the Mets. And same with the Giants, and same with the Jets. You feel me? Yeah. yeah. And so like that, and so um, that yeah. that to me, so that that's what I have to compare. New York is obviously you know more yeah, sports town. Exactly, and that's and that's what I obviously will compare Los Angeles with. Mm-hmm. And so I, you, I wish Los put, Angeles is more if, like if you New put York. A, if you put, I guess my point is, uh, in comparison to New York, yeah, but like there's no other to compare them to. Because yeah, there's not other uh, two teams, two teams places. That, that's that's fair. Um, but I, even if Los Angeles just had one team, I still feel like I, I'm not quite sure how it would be. Depends um, on which team. Depends Dodgers on which and team. Lakers are Rams, are yeah. the NFL team. Yeah, you Kings look at the NHL. Well, yeah, you look at Chicago and Philadelphia, even um, Phoenix. Oh, that's true. true. You know, like about Chicago. Like they, they, you know, maybe Cubs, White Sox. Oh, true. Yeah, that's uh, that's what reminded me. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, well, we we could analyze all we want, and yeah, yeah, we're not yeah. going to. But yeah, an apology is deserved. Yeah. That Los Angeles does not care about football. I apologize, but I still partially agree with what I said. Yeah, partially. well, of course we're going to stand by. We're biased. We're yes. East Coast biased, of course. Our well, friend also, Alex is very much West Coast biased, and it's fair. Also, he had yeah, great it's, points. it's fair. Our our point is fair. His and, counterpoint is also fair, which makes me scale back what I said somewhat. Exactly, but not fully. And that's fair. And that's <laughs> you know we're all fair. I think we, we're I think all we happy. found we found the right balance. Yeah, but, but you know, speaking of Los Angeles, um. My Chargers, um, before, you know, this was the divisional round this past weekend, but we can't forget the first round of when the Chargers were up 27-0 to to the Jacksonville Jaguars when Trevor Lawrence had four interceptions in the first half. And lost. And, 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 we, and we lost. Um, but, yeah, there's not much analysis there. The not, not much analysis. I mean, obviously there's quite a bit of analysis, but I'm not going to. And we've covered these games. We we covered predicting the games. We did not cover oh. the post, but I was exactly right that the Chargers would disappoint. Yeah, Jacksonville would win. You're right, but that was the biggest yeah. storyline for and me. We don't need to talk about those teams. We won't. We won't talk about those. We'll just talk games. about these games. Yeah, we won't talk about. You know, uh, I think you foresaw the Giants beating the Vikings. Yes. Um, but other than that, yeah, nothing really interesting. Cowboys um, handled the Bucks, but anyway, moving on. Yeah. Uh, this past weekend, let's talk. Let's talk shop. Let's talk. Let's do it. The divisional round. Let's talk the first game. Jacksonville loses by seven to the Chiefs mm-hmm. in Kansas City. Uh, kind of a choke job, you could say. Uh, I, I, I'm not. I'm not sure if I'd say like by the Jags. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'd say a choke job, but like a it was more of a a lack of ability at all to uh, to take what was to seize opportunities. I wouldn't say they choked. They just didn't take control of opportunities that were there. Patrick Mahomes got hurt. Chad Henney played most of the second quarter, if not all of it. Um, Patrick Mahomes came in the second half, you know, one-footed Patrick Mahomes is still a top-15 quarterback. Uh, but the opportunity was there. 
to take control of the game. Uh, I felt like there was there was just they were the play calling on offense for Jacksonville. I wasn't loving their defense was hanging in there doing what they could do. Um, just a tough task. But you know the Chiefs' uh, calling card is their high scoring offense, not their defense. But their defense deserves some credit for playing well, for being able to really not. Jacksonville wasn't doing much on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I think that's where their missed opportunities were. Uh, were on the offensive side of the ball, not converting. I think two uh, red or I think one was a red zone turnover. The other was, if not a, not a red zone turnover, but was a turnover that was thrown into the red zone. If that makes sense, yeah. like it was like thrown from maybe the forty, thirty-five or something to like the twenty, and it got picked off. But at that point of the game, you know, you just got to try to make something happen. Um, Chiefs are just a better team. Jaguars had there was a world in which the Jaguars could have won, but I'm not going to beat up on them too much for that. They are playing at Arrowhead against the Chiefs. Hard to beat them, even if Patrick Mahomes is big there. I mean, and you look at the turnaround from last year's Jaguars to this year. I mean, to clap it up for Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer is Shout out Urban Meyer. throwing his fist right now. Um, yeah, new coach, obviously young quarterback, new pieces to the team, mm-hmm. and they squeak out the AFC South and manage to win a game. Yeah. Even if winning it's against game, my Chargers. Win, making the playoffs was huge. Winning a game was icing on the cake. This was and, I don't even know, like if, if they've already gotten the icing on the cake, I don't know what this would have been. Like but, keeping it within seven of the Kansas City Chiefs. No, 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 I mean like beating like like I mean oh, like that like yeah, icing yeah. on like icing on the cake was winning a playoff game against the Chargers. Like yeah. that was icing on the cake in my opinion. I guess you could say I don't know cher- what you could say cherry on top again. On like, top of the icing that's on the cake. Yeah, even though I don't think it's referred to it. No, they're the, completely the unrelated, sense. but we're going with it. Yeah, well, let's go with it. But, yeah, okay. but like, it's, it's hard for me, I think, to be, you know, they didn't get, they didn't seize some opportunities, but it's like, shouldn't have been there. Lost by seven. Covered the spread. Good teams win, great teams cover. So Jacksonville's a great team. Yes, Jacksonville's a great team. <laughs> They're just going to keep getting better. They're just going to keep getting better. And I think it'll be fun to have a really threatening AFC South team. AFC South is when you have the Colts and the Texans. Ugh. Yeah. And you have the Tennessee Titans, which really – They were for a year or two. Yeah, but it's really only just Derrick Henry. Like, Ryan Tannehill yeah. isn't scary by any means. No, and that defense just sort of like – yeah. Yeah, and so yeah. it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Jacksonville's a fun team to root for. They are, and so I'm. Uh, I'm excited. I've always, always like Trevor Lawrence. Fun. Yeah. You, yeah. You, there's no one you can really like dislike on that team. I, I like him. Uh, like a big reason why I like Trevor Lawrence. I mean, we don't have to fully get into this, but like I like him because he doesn't. I think you know this about me. I hate fake adversity, fake raw raw crap that's non-existent. That's yeah. like like forced Trevor Lawrence like I love that he's just like doesn't have a chip on his shoulder because he's like everyone's always believed in me I was considered the best quarterback prospect ever so I'm not going to pretend that like I have all these haters that I need to prove wrong I just like playing football and I'm really good at it 
Yeah. Like, you know what? Great, Trevor. Like, I'm, like, you're just, that's how it is. He keeps, it, it, real. He keeps, he keeps it, real. it real. Like, you know, he's not your raw, raw. He's not going to give a fiery pregame speech. Dude's just like, I think he's just, resp- he works hard. He's respected by his teammates. Cool, chill dude. Just, just a good, he's just a good football player. He's a borderline top 10 quarterback now, I think. He's teetering on that. And I think entering next year and beyond, he's just going to be one of those perennial top 10 quarterbacks that we talked about. Yeah, and, so. yeah, very similar vibes to Bryce Young because everyone doubted Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. You know, he was you know, winning winning a national championship, winning the Heisman, and the, being a five-star recruit. No one ever believed in him. Um, like the Georgia team that no one believed in. Everyone thought they were going to go seven and five. But, yeah. But, yeah, Trevor Lawrence is very much not like that. So I, I do like that about him. So, all right, let's move on to the next game that happened. Was it Saturday? Um, or was that the only Saturday game that occurred? Um, there's one no, more, right? Giants, Eagles. Giants, Eagles. Uh, Eagles won. And the Eagles won because they're better than the Giants. Yeah, and I mean, the Giants had like, kind of similar to Jacksonville, I will say. I don't think anyone really expected no. the Giants to be good, and they made a great run. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, they also go up from from here, not not only Jacksonville. I think so. I, well, I, I think for me, though, because Brian Dable's a great coach. I mean, you saw – we'll get into the Bills game, but they obviously are not as good as they used to be, partly because they're missing Brian Dable yeah. um, calling plays for them. But I just sort of think that the Giants we'll, – we'll see what they do in the future – uh, I think the future does look bright for them. I am a little skeptical that you're going to get what you got out of Daniel Jones consistently going forward. Not saying he won't, but I'm not saying he, it's a foregone conclusion of like, okay, Daniel Jones is good. Yeah. You know, I think it's a little – he had a good year. We'll, we'll see what happens. I, I still think – and they're a well-coached team that was deprived of talent. Just didn't have that much talent. That's a big reason. Like, you know, great coaching can get you so far, but uh, Eagles just have dudes that the Giants don't, and yeah. that hurt them. And the Giants are still somewhat in like this rebuilding phase. Yeah, this was year one of the rebuilds. Yeah, and well, they did this. Well, and the only reason why I say that, well, they have you know Vrabel, obviously, um, but Saquon Barkley was actually finally able Wait, to come. Who? Oh, I said Vrabel, I meant Dable. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant... So I was like, is Vrabel... Dude, if Vrabel unretired and played linebacker for him, <laughs> dude. I, I meant Dable. I, okay, yeah, no, I, think, I got you, I got no, you, I got you. Um, obviously, it was Dable's, Dable's first year. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Quan Barkley was finally was able to make an impact this yeah. year um, without an, a season-ending ending injury of sorts. Which uh, is like a first. Which is first. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Jones was able to play to his strengths. Yeah. And I, I really like that. It wasn't like, hey, let's make him, like, this pocket-passing quarterback that, yeah. like, this mold. Like, you know what? You're really fast. You're really mobile. And you can yeah. – and you make good decisions on why is plays. he Why is he good mo- – I don't know. But he just is. I like that they I like that they were like, it doesn't make sense why you're succeeding at these things, but you are. So yeah. let's just do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, he's probably, like, the second most, like, effective running quarterback after, like, Lamar Jackson. It's like, okay. You could argue 
more than Lamar Jackson because Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Jackson doesn't play. And <laughs> yeah, he's just been struggling too. But yes. yeah, so I mean, and it's a tall task going to Philly against a really it good is. Eagles team, and yeah, and when I think they just got gassed. Um, and yeah, there's nothing much to it. I'm excited for uh, the Eagles to potentially be in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, we'll get further into that. I, I admittedly was. Did not really watch any of the Saturday games. I was busy um, coaching my girls' volleyball team in their mm-hmm. tournament. We did get second place, and in, in the in the we got second place. Uh, we're on the up and up as well. Um, so I was able to watch more of the Sunday games and analyze that. So yeah, Bengals Bills. Mm-hmm. Bengals won, and I'm not, they didn't necessarily. You know, I, I was gonna say. Funny you say crushed. I was, I was gonna say I don't know if I'd call it crushed, Handled. but like yes, it was Easily. not. There was no telling that who was the better team yesterday. Yeah, no, there was no doubt, and people would have thought if the game were twenty-seven to ten, I believe that was the final score that it would be the Bills on top. Um, I think I think basically uh, you know the belief in the Bills was just oh they. Um, you know, they looked like the best team in the NFL early in the season. Yeah. They seemed like the best team. Then they seemed to kind of drop off a little bit, kind of have some, you know, there's there appeared to be some chinks in the armor. Um, and I think everyone assumed, like, it would be a Patrick Mahomes Chiefs sort of thing where they turn it on, turn it off. You know, because, I mean, Chiefs, early in the season, they're never the best team at the end of the season, it feels like. just feels like they can just... They just sort of, like, win the games they need to. They make the playoffs as a one or two seed. But they don't do it in some ridiculous fashion. And I, I think most people are sort of thinking that's what Josh Allen and the Bills were doing. That it was like, oh, maybe they were struggling because they actually have things that they're struggling with. Uh, you know what I mean? And I think Brian Dable was missed. The defense just sort of got beaten down by a injured – Bengals O-line that was starting only two of their starting offensive linemen. Joe Burrow torched them. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase were beating the guys on the outside. They're running the ball really effectively with Joe Mixon. Bengals were just are just the better team. Um yeah, it's a bummer for the Bills. I I would have loved to see um Buffalo make the Super Bowl. Me as but, well, but... Uh, but I, not like I cared a ton, but, like, it would have been nice. Yeah, and I'm not, like, Bengals anti-Bengals, yeah, no, as well. I like the Bengals, too, but... Um, I think, for me, the biggest storyline, you touched on a lot of points. I mean, the Bills couldn't run. They they had 60, nope. about 60 yards, versus Cincinnati had almost 180, so it was almost tripled. Yeah. You know, so... If Josh Allen, Josh Allen would have to like absolutely take over, and that's really tough to do in the snow. Mm-hmm. And, and it was vice versa with Joe Mixon, like you said, he had a really big game, and that opened things up for Burrow, opened things up for Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Boyd, yeah. Peyton Hurst, you know all these other really good receiving options. And that you just you have to be able to have an effective, balanced offense. Yeah. 
in the NFL. I feel like in college you can kind of get away with maybe only running the ball if you're really good at it or like only throwing the ball versus teams. But also to that point, I feel like you're not going to be able to beat very good teams if you just do that. You have to, you can't be one-dimensional. Um, yeah. And, like and, and the stats, Bills had to rely on passing. Stats deceived you. It made them look like they were a good running team. Like their running numbers are great. But it's basically just failed – passing plays where Josh Allen just runs. Yeah, it's... It's all Josh Allen. They didn't have, like, a... They don't have an established, like... Like, the Bengals have Joe Mixon. Yeah. Bills don't have Joe Mixon. Devin Singletary's fine, but he's not Joe Mixon. To your point, Josh Allen was the leading rusher. And so... Yeah. You take that away. Yep. I mean, yeah, it was non-existent. I'm sure, like you said, it was just... There was open space that... Um, and there was, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he it's good that took they took advantage running. of that. Yeah. But not having the traditional run game in, in a game like this was in the weather conditions like this. It's tough. Yeah. So, and then let's I, – I really liked this game, actually, not only because Brett Maher um, was a big storyline, the, the Cowboys kicker who missed three extra points against the Buccaneers, and then – Proceeded to get his first one blocked, which also was going to miss. He missed like five. He missed like six straight PATs. Not not including um, or including the regular season. Yes, into I believe the, so. That believe. is that is crazy. Um, but I, it, that didn't end up being much of a storyline. It basically was the 49ers have a very good defense. Uh, Brock Purdy played well. He didn't play out of his mind by any means, but he did exactly what he needed to do. He was able to feed McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell had a really good game. George Kittle had some big catches. I think for me, and I'm very biased when I say this as well, as the BYU guy, Fred Warner is an absolute monster. He's insane. He's I wish really he I wish he got more love. I wish he got more love. I think he's starting to get and, and he does. He does get love but he's wild widely considered probably the best linebacker. Um, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. He's and, great. He's fantastic. And I think Christian McCaffrey is a great addition. Even when he doesn't do anything statistically. Uh, it's just his presence is saying that you're threatening. for. Yes. I mean, he had 22 yards catching, 35 yards running with a touchdown run. Mm-hmm. And it, they, they just spread the wealth. They share the wealth, I should say. Yeah, yeah, Very well. Uh, and, and they just, have a bunch of people who can do a bunch of different things, yeah. offensively and defensively. That's what makes them so good. I, I like this game because it just stood out how physical both these teams are. That's just their brand. It's just playing. It's just like athleticism, toughness, establishing the run. Just like all the football cliches, they did that, like, actually. And yeah. it was fun to watch. Um, but it was low scoring, but it was entertaining, wasn't it? Yeah. Is it is it fair to say that, like, the Cowboys are a very, very good team, but they're just the Niners, but just, only, but like, they're just 90% of what the Niners are, but they're the same thing? Yeah, they're pretty similar just but, the Niners are just better at that than the Cowboys are. They do the same. They try to do the same thing. There's more. There's more spark to the Niners than there is to the yeah. They, they, there's just they're just a little better. It's just they they try to do the same thing. They have the same style philosophy, but they have a better coach. They, 
dare I say they have the better quarterback. They've got better. Brock Purdy's playing better than I would say Dak Prescott has been these past few these past few games. Uh, well, I would say. Uh, Things Brock Purdy can play more free. Yeah, you know he doesn't have as much to lose as Dak or as much pressure. Yeah, because if the 49ers lose, it's like oh well, it's because we have this like rookie yeah. quarterback. And yeah, I mean he's young. He's going to make mistakes. If we ha- if he has more experience or if we have a different guy, we win that. So it's not really on him. Dak really has no excuse. Yeah, but the 49ers is a great defense. Yeah, it is a great defense. It's just that I think the problem, though, with the, the Cowboys is that you're paying two guys a lot of money, and one of which is not the best at his position, and the other, I'm not going to say he's not the best at his position, he is, but, like, he's very replaceable. And what I'm saying is that you're paying tons of money to Zeke when Tony Pollard is clearly the better running back. Yeah. And you're paying a ton of money to Dak Prescott, who is easily replaceable. I think that's a big issue that they're going to have going forward is that they're paying a mediocre quarterback great quarterback money. Yeah. And that's something that puts you in purgatory as a football franchise in the NFL. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be – it's a great 49ers defense, but when you're paying a guy that much money, you're paying him to overcome playing a really good defense and be good anyway. And Dak's not that guy. And doesn't mean he's terrible. Just means that what he's getting isn't what he's giving you. And also, so, I don't think Mike McCarthy's great. No. I, he's not necessarily no, bad. But yeah, he doesn't wow you. Kyle Shanahan wows me. I think he's the best coach in the NFL. That's yeah. me. Um, and there, what's the defensive coordinator's name? D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico He'll Ryan. be a head coach yeah. next year. He's great. What if it's for the Chargers? Just kidding. It's going to be Sean no, Payton. It's going to be Brandon Staley, whether you like that or not. But oh, I'm going to manifest it. Manifest. Um, but anyway, so that's that's what happened over the weekend in the, the in the in the divisional round. Um, do you want to preview now, or should we preview later in the week? Let's just get it all done, just to just to make sure we do it. In case, in case our schedules don't align, that's all. That's I think okay. it's just yeah, it's far easier. To just yeah, do it. we can always talk about something else if we come around to it. So, um, score prediction: 49ers in Philadelphia. Philadelphia is favored by two and a half points. Who you got? I've got. I think this is going to be a. I think both these games are going to be great games. Yeah. Um, in this one, I think I've got the 49ers, twenty four twenty one. I just really like this 49ers team. I really like this Eagles team. This Eagles team's really good. Um, but the 49ers, what they do really well is run the ball. And the Eagles have had some issues. They're not bad at it, but some issues stopping the run. Um, I think that the Eagles offense is going to be kind of slowed down by the Niners. Um, and I think with that being said, in a lower scoring game, longer possessions, running the ball, defense. I feel like, you know, what the 49, it's going to be in at Philly, which is big. Yeah. Uh, but what San Francisco does travels. And I think it travels to Philadelphia. I think the 49ers are able to dictate the terms of the game by running the ball traditionally with 
Christian McCaffrey with Debo Samuel, uh, you know, stopping the run, playing good defense. I think the 49ers sort of like dictate the terms of the game, force the Eagles to play their style of game, and the 49ers end up doing it. I like that. I like that. My biggest thing in my prediction is the fact that it's in Philadelphia mm-hmm. and you have a rookie quarterback in Brock Purdy, mm-hmm. and we're going to get a real good look at what he's made of. Um, I I just don't think he can do it. I don't think he's that guy, and I don't think is he going to have to do it. And that's gonna, my point, and that's why, and that's why I was going to. That's a good. That is a good point of like, well, do you make? Do you make? Do you force him? I guess to my make plays yeah, I guess Philadelphia. My point, I guess my point is sort of like that, that's what's going to come down to. It's going to come down to Brock Purdy. Like, can you make Brock Purdy? have to do meaningful things exactly and when he does how does he react to it yeah and i just Um, don't and i you know i personally i will be rooting for the 49ers yeah uh, because i think they are the underdog in this game uh obviously vegas feels the same but it'll be a very good game uh i think brock Purdy's a good underdog story yeah. Not like Stetson Bennett. Um, I mean, so so is Jalen Hurts, if you really want to think about Jalen it. Jalen Hurts, for sure, but... Yeah. Uh, I mean, but Jalen Hurts was drafted way earlier um, than... Yeah. I mean, Brock Purdy was the 262nd yeah. pick, which, yeah. by the way, is the last I, pick. I, my, my point is a guy who got benched in college. Got benched in college. Transferred somewhere else. Benched in college by arguably the best team, by the best quarterback at that time. And then he later went on to another really good team and then took him to the – Yes, there are elements of an underdog story with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, not to say that it's as big of an underdog story. Yeah, not to the degree of Brock Purdy. but Wanted to give Jalen Hurts his love for that. No, for sure, for sure. And it's more out of respect, obviously. But – and yeah, I like Christian McCaffrey. Um, like Debo Samuel, George Kittle, George Kittle's from Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. Obviously, our boy Fred Warner. Uh, yeah. I, I'm excited to see if he makes any big plays. Um, but I think it's going to come down to Brock Purdy, and I'm not sure if that's going to be it. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be similar to like a two or three minute drill. Yeah, where Brock Purdy hadn't really done anything good all game. Maybe he hasn't done anything bad all game, but yeah. it's going to come down to him. I don't think he's going to quite do it. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 30, 30 Eagles mm-hmm. to San Francisco's 24. And here's the thing. If the Eagles score 30 points, they will win. I just don't think they can score 30 points at the Niners. Fair point. Yeah. We'll we see. Shall. I'm excited for that. All right. AFC. Move on. This is almost even. Bengals in Kansas City. Bengals favored by one. Cincinnati minus really? one. Cincinnati minus one. Hmm. I think they're taking into account Vegas uh, Mahomes' injury. Yeah. And how that will affect him. Yeah. Um, I'm still going home field. I, I think the Chiefs are going to have like a little bit of payback. For last year, payback for last year in them, and earlier this year, and as well regular season last like regular season right before the playoffs, the Bengals beat the Chiefs and then beat them in the AFC Championship game, and then the Bengals beat them again. Yeah, so uh, that's at least three in a row for the Bengals. At 
Chiefs. Yeah, and I there's not much analysis because it could go either way. I think so. Too. I think both yeah. offenses are going to be very high powered. I think it'll be like a 42 Chiefs, 38 Bengals. Yeah, kind of I'm, game. I'm but gonna, if it went the other way, I would not be surprised. Yeah, I'm I'm going to say Chiefs as well in a tight game. I think Patrick Mahomes. Uh, it's just I like it's hard to gauge if he comes out and he looks like he can like barely walk. That changes things, but like I just think he's going to play well. I think they're going to adjust what they do. Just their defense really impressed me against Jacksonville. That's a thing they did not have last year. Mm-hmm. Um, will Joe Burrow and that Cincinnati offense be able to get there still? Yes, but I think this Chiefs defensive line, it's it's better than the defensive line of the Bills. I think you're talking about Chris Jones. Like Outside of Aaron Donald, might be the best defensive lineman in football. Mm-hmm. Frank Clark is fantastic, too. Um, they, they've just got a real. They've got a defense. That's what stood out to me is how tough and good their defense was. Uh, so I'm gonna say that that edges out in this game, and I'm gonna say it's a little lower scoring um, because I think the Chiefs are gonna play a little bit of a lower scoring game, and I think it's gonna be thirty twenty seven Chiefs. So you got. Eagles Chiefs. I have a a rematch of the Super Bowl from 2019 of 49ers Chiefs. Which any matchup would be so great. Bengals Eagles would be great. Yeah. Bengals any 49ers matchup would, would be, be great. really great. All of them would be really good. Yeah. So, uh, and we might come back to that later. Uh, but uh, glad we have those picks in. Yeah. Um, other other than that, uh, I'm trying to think of other major storylines. Outside of the NFL, NBA, uh, not much is happening. I, I would say that's very much noteworthy. Uh, I'll, I will just go over who's leading the conference right now. Um, Eastern Conference, we have Boston and Philadelphia and then Milwaukee. Yeah. Bro- and Brooklyn's. Brooklyn's right too. there. Cleveland, Miami. Um, then in the West, you got Denver, Memphis, and the Sacramento Kings. Mm-hmm. And third – Pelicans for Dallas and the Clippers at five and six. Uh, all pretty close to um, Denver and Memphis are way out in the lead. Between, They're both very good, very legit. I think could possibly win the West. Between yeah. between Sacramento and the Warriors, who occupy the tenth spot versus the three spot, there's only a four game difference. I think I think you're looking at like five to ten teams that could possibly. Win. Yeah, and that's what and that's what makes that's what's going to make the NBA super fun. Like four to like five it, in each conference. Yeah, uh, and uh, we won't get too much into it. We'll we'll get more to NBA probably post NFL after the yeah, Super Bowl once, after once an All Star break. Well, at, especially like I feel like post, we can start giving our actual thoughts about how we think <laughs> things are going with the NBA when March Madness is over. After the national championship, that's when I'm going to be like, okay. We're gearing up to play off NBA basketball. Well, it matters now. We're having the appetizer. We're having the drinks right now. Yeah, exactly. Drinks right now. The appetizer yeah. after the Super I guess, Bowl. I, I guess my sort of like my sort of thing is I'm very eh about um, about NBA regular season because I'm like the Warriors don't care, so why should I care? <laughs> <laughs> they don't. <laughs> so um, 
Once we're two I, weeks out, they'll care. And then I'll care. Okay. You know, that is, I mean, it's tough to argue that point. So, uh, but <laughs> The players don't care, so why should I care right now? <laughs> yeah, even, yeah, you think LeBron... I don't hate it. I like, I like putting it on, but it's just like, I, I don't... I, I don't I have some thoughts and maybe but I I think the I think this team can win I think this team can win I think this team can't win it I will get probably more into that once March Madness we'll get more into the nuts and bolts of it later, for sure for sure. for sure but so Ben and I we decided to do this um, Ben and I are both going to pick one game for college basketball that's during the week and then one week or excuse me one game that's on the weekend. That we think are must watches. Um, let's clarify. We'll do the during the week is Monday through Thursday. Yeah. Weekend will be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Cool. Sounds good. So I'll I'll go first. I for me. Uh, my weekday game will be it's a top twenty five matchup on Wednesday. It's going to be Xavier playing at UConn, and for me. UConn, according to ESPN, has an 82% chance at winning. Uh, but UConn has struggled these past few games. They, yeah. and Apart from their last game, they beat Butler by 30. They lost to Seton Hall, lost to St. John's, lost to Marquette, lost to Providence. They, they're just struggling. You and me were talking about it. They have a good team. I just don't know what happened. Uh, yeah. The Big East is kind of weird. And the Big East is a weird conference, but a fun, interesting conference. It is a very fun, interesting conference. I don't know a ton about Xavier, if I'm being 100% honest. They did drop one uh, last week to DePaul by one, which... Uh, That's tough. They DePaul hit a shot with about two seconds left, I believe, yeah. to take the lead. Other than that, they have pretty... Uh, their other losses come from... November to Indiana by two to Duke by seven and to Gonzaga by four. So their all their losses are a combined. Let's see, fourteen points I think if that's the math. Uh-huh. So Xavier can play. I'm excited to see if Xavier can go into. I believe it's. Uh, I want to say Hartford, but I don't think it's in Hartford. Whatever they go into Connecticut. And play a competitive game. Uh, does, Xavier, does Xavier keep their Big East dominance going, and or can UConn stop their Big East slide? So yeah. that's my weekday game. Uh, I'll let you go. I like that because at the top of the the Big East, we've really got Xavier, Marquette, Providence, Creighton. Those are the like the top four in the standings. UConn's at six, but they're highly ranked still in the top twenty-five. Um, because they looked like a top five team, if not the best team, very early on in the season. I still think they're good. I think that'll be an interesting game. I think the game that I'm looking for is on Thursday. Um, I really like this um, this UCLA at USC. Rivalry game, no one there cares. Um, <laughs> so we'll have to clarify that when Alex gets mad at us again. Um, but... Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of kidding. I'm sure the students will will, will care. Um, USC, U, UCLA, it's a rivalry game. I like these rivalry games where one of them seems obviously better than the other, but it's being played at the place that seems to obviously be the underdog. 
those are spots in which it feels like those teams win a lot. Like a lot of Duke UNC games where one seems like the is playing at home and seems like the heavy favorite. It feels like that other team either makes it a really close game or even wins it. Uh, so I think that's the game that I'm looking for. I kind of like USC to pull up and pull off an upset against UCLA, especially. Uh, they've got some pretty good players. Their leading scorer, um, uh, Boogie Ellis. I like Drew Peterson's good too. They've got a decent team, so I think they're able to beat UCLA at home. I'm excited to see that game. I yeah, Drew Peterson. As much as I don't like him, not that he's, he's done good. anything wrong. I love the way he plays. He yeah. plays a style of game that, which I love, but. Hawkins, Tiger Campbell, yeah, and company are yeah, fun to Mara watch Bailey. as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, cool. I love that. Let's go. Uh, there's not really a ton of options as far as the weekend, except normally Saturday, which doesn't surprise me. I There's quite a few games that look very interesting. I want to go... You know what? I'm a sucker for mid-major games. Oh, you know, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. No. Um, man, there's a lot of games. I'm still scrolling through. Um, there is – oh, that's a good game. All right, well, let's clarify. The Big 12 SEC Challenge is this weekend. Yeah. And there is a lot of very... That's where most of the good options are. That's probably most of the very good options. Uh, Kansas, Kentucky, Tennessee, Texas. I believe I saw... Uh, what was this? Idaho, or Idaho, Iowa State, Missouri. I think we'll be going Alabama, Oklahoma. Yeah, um, yeah that's going to take the cake for me. I, I mean, I think you got to go Tennessee, Texas. Yeah. Um, the Battle of the Orange. Yeah. Um, Tennessee, although they dropped a game to Kentucky, I think Tennessee is a, a very good team. Yeah. Uh, that's not anything groundbreaking. That's not breaking news either. Um, that's yeah, not a hot good. take. They are a good team. Texas also is a very good team. Uh, they play very similar styles in the sense of uh, well, play very good defense. They're all good defense. Can disappear at times. Yeah. Very good at defense. Everyone on their team's athletic. Yeah. They might have one guy who maybe isn't, but it's because he's like seven feet, you know, and just yeah. basically can't. Um, I really like oh my gosh, what's his name? Um he's a lefty, I believe. He Ziegler? Is, not Ziegler. He is number I need Santiago Vescovi, the guy from Uruguay. Oh yeah. Um he he's awesome. I love watching him play. Ziegler's very good as well. Uh, they have good guards, and Texas has really good bigs as yeah. well. Anyway, it's just gonna be a fun game. Uh, it's in Knoxville though, so yeah. I'd probably go Tennessee in that matchup. Uh, I think so. And also, yeah, think not that t- Texas has really dropped off, but the whole Chris Beard off the court stuff I think has a pretty big effect. Yeah, it hasn't shown up so far, so we'll see. It'll be a good test. Like, can they continue? I mean, they've beaten teams like they beat a team like TCU last week without Chris Beard. So it's obviously, you know, we'll just see. Like, are they 
Um, I mean, they could show us that they can win the national champ. That's what's so great about college basketball. They can show us that they are capable of winning the national championship and lose this game. Yeah. But like we go, we leave it being like they can very well win it. Yeah. You know. I agree. Um, All right, and then let's yeah. let's move on to your last game. I'm gonna go Kansas Kentucky. Uh, because it's just a fun matchup. That's just a fun matchup always. Uh, Kansas has lost their last two games. Um, so we're talking about one loss in previous 17 games. Yes. They're a very good team. Uh, still a top 10 team. Number nine, despite losing those two games, they're number two before. So they're a top 10 team. They can win a national championship. Kentucky struggled a lot very early on, but they seem to be coming on as of late. Uh, so it'll be... I think a, a much more even matchup than people think just because Kentucky's trending the right direction. And I wouldn't say Kansas is trending the wrong direction, uh, but they're on a little bit of a skid, so they're a little susceptible right now. And it's in Rupp Arena, so we'll see. It'll be. I think it'll be a really good game. I yeah. think uh, I think I might I might go with Kansas. Like, I think I like – I don't know. I, I just think it's going to be a very good game, very good type game. Yeah, and, you know uh... – Kansas dropped six spots in the AP yeah. ranking, which is the most they've dropped since, I believe, the 2017-2018 yep. season. They also, their, la- their first 17 games, I think, yeah. whatever the number is, they averaged about 12 turnovers in these past couple games. They're averaging mm-hmm. 16 turnovers. And the it's because they're not very deep. The... Kansas Jayhawks, their starters have basically all their points, and they basically play most of the game. So when someone gets in foul trouble or someone gets tired, uh, it it can be tough. But for Kansas, you mean for Kansas, it also feels like they'll score seventy points, and like two guys will have thirty-five. Yeah, yeah, and Um, and then like their third leading scorer has like. Four. Yeah, like, it's okay. There, it, it, it's just a weird dynamic. It's like Jalen Wilson will score thirty plus like every game. He's a first team All American by the way. He is so good. Grady Dick um, is very good as well. Uh, he's going to give you more shooting and then just backdoor cuts for layups yeah. or dunks. KJ Adams for them is good. They've got a good point guard. Um, his name is escaping me right now, but they've got a really good team. Um, their scoring seems to come just from a few guys, though. Yeah. And, uh, and I love, on the flip side with Kentucky, I love the combination of Wheeler. Mm-hmm. I he Although he's struggled. He's hasn't been, like, bad. Yeah. But he hasn't been he great hasn't been to the level. He, he hasn't um, been as good as you, you would hope he would be. But uh, Oscar Shibway, I mean, what did he have? 37 points and 24, and 24 rebounds? Against Georgia, yeah. And Georgia's not a bad team. No, they and almost always shout out, happen. Shout out Zig. Shout out Zig, our buddy Zig, who's on the Georgia basketball team as a manager. Yes. Not as a player. No. He'll be the first to tell you that he has If he was a player, they'd, skill. Be, they'd be in bad shape. If we would, we would be on like the Georgia team if he were. And yeah. an offer. <laughs> so. We love Zig, but he, he'd be the first to say that basketball is not his strength. But Yeah. Um, you don't want him guarding Oscar Shibway. Correct. You would not want Zach Long from Richmond, Virginia, to guard Oscar Shibway. That dude is a tank. But um, I, I love watching Oscar Shibway play too. He can obviously he's a big body and is a threat down low, but 
He also has a good mid-range game. So if you give yeah. him space, he'll shoot a little 15-foot yeah. shot and punish you. In respect to Calipari, John Calipari's coaching tactics of being like at the end of the season when they sucked, being like, we're going to be okay. Everyone be easy on the kids. You know, if it's Cal's kids, uh, that that's a big Titus and Tate thing. You know, when when they start playing well, then they're Cal's guys. Before uh, they're kids. Mm, they're just kids. Yeah. Don't, I mean, why would you blame all these? They're, they're just kids. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, fair point. Blame the coach. Yeah, blame the coach. Even exactly. though that's what everyone's doing. Right, but he right. just keeps saying, don't blame the kids. Shout out the guy, but, shout out the guy in Rupp Arena that got kicked out because he held a sign that said... Calipari to, or to Texas. Yeah, go to Texas, Calipari. Yeah. Um, yeah, shout out to that guy. But, whatever his name um, is. but now, you know, Oscar Shibway had 37-24, and Coach Cal's like, I don't know. I don't see him working as hard as he did last year. So just respect to Cal for always just like the motivational. It's tactics. never enough. It's just it, well, it's just never what it is. You'll it's, never say that his guys are playing bad when they're bad. You'll say like be patient with them when they're bad, but then when they're good, he's like f these guys. They'll stick. Uh, I love it. It's it's very interesting, like you said. Yeah, true so, basketball guy, college basketball guy, right? Big college basketball guy. Anyway, that literally his sole purpose, which he admits, is to send his college guys immediately to the NBA yeah. as possible. But uh, that'll about do it here. Uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll we'll get another episode here pretty soon. Uh, we'll probably get some of our buddies, some other intake, uh, some other um, insiders, insiders and in their takes. Yes, and we'll hopefully get some. We have some. Uh, interviews here in the works with some pretty exciting people. So hopefully we can get those figured out pretty soon. But until next time, we'll see you guys.